Blog Talk Radio. This is Jay Lethal, the undisputed champion of the wrestling world. John Sullivan. It's Babs Ayagbusi. Michael Thompson talking. It's the phenomenal AJ Styles. It's Xavier Rose. Charles Johnson. Psycho Killer, Kamasa Champa. This is Matt Blair. Thank you for listening to Sportscast Radio. Sportscast Radio. Welcome to Sportscast Radio. Y'all, is that any better? That's much better. Yeah, girl, what's happening? Sportscast Radio coming at you. I don't know what happened there. I was sitting there like, why is he just yelling at me? I'm like, you're the one that showed up two minutes before the show. If you got in here at 15 minutes before, we could mic check. Hey, I got in here five minutes before, and you didn't say nothing. Then I went and got snacks. No, I was at three minutes. You're like, hello? Because I was sitting there looking at houses. Did you uh, did you hear me doing the the continental cable view, uh, cable vision? I was going ham, bro, and you didn't you didn't hear me. So no, I heard you. Well, That's how I know what you like, were doing. That was like four minutes, bro, at least. No, because you, you see, you, you I, was, I was hearing you. You weren't. I wasn't listening to you. I was hearing you. Oh, okay, okay. But you hear Jimmy though. <laughs> I can hear Jimmy. The whole damn percussion's white. <laughs> the old band's white except for Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Free agency was nuts. And we're two days into it. Oh, boy. I cannot wait to get into this. This is, you know, in, in an hour before we come on air, more news breaks. That was kind of like like Golden State said, hold my beer, and then they dropped a bomb. So we're going to get into all that. I'm sure you, you saw our text thread, right, Jordan? You, you saw oh, yeah, this I'm in. Yeah, I'm in oh, there. My. I, I don't know what else to say. Um, it was gross, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I'm like, oh. I'm like, oh, sweet, Lakers, baby. They're going to be contenders. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, it's just like, you know, we get Javal McGee, and they're like, uh, okay, you can have Jamal McGee, Javal McGee, because we're just gonna, get, you know, pick up Boogie. Cut. Like, what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is He's gross, take, bro. Like, he finally got a pay cut and come here. Um, so we're talking all of the free agency, what we could expect, kind of going into the season now. The rich obviously got richer. Poor kind of improved a little bit in a couple teams, so we'll talk those. Also, what are the big moves that are still going to happen? Because I feel like this isn't over. Like, this has been the nutsest offseason. It's been two days. I don't think it's over yet. Um, I also want to talk about the impact of John Tavares going to Toronto after we kind of kind of didn't think Toronto was a player. Um, and now they slot in out of nowhere, where it sounded like it was down to San Jose and New York. I want to, I want to kind of talk about where we think Toronto is going to wind up now on the East what they're going to do with their young core of all these guys they got to pay as well now, what's going to happen with that. Uh, also, the World Cup round of 16 has been three of the most remarkable soccer games I've ever watched in my entire freaking life. Um, no offense to the Belgium Mex- or Brazil-Mexico game, but I, I have no... That was a game, too. Like, let's, let's not be... Let's not... That was a solid game overall. Let's not let's not sugarcoat it. And that's that's it was Mexico just eventually got overwhelmed. But yeah, those those next three games, whoa. 
Yeah, um, I just I can't get over what I watched when I watched the Belgium Japan game. Um, how insane the not not only the the uh, candy wrapper, but the Croatia Denmark penalty kick in the final minute, um, and also the Russia game before that with uh, with Spain. I, I I have no words for Sunday's games. I have no words for that Belgium game. Um. So let's break. We can all uh, we can all finish eating, and then when we come back, we'll get right into that free agency talk. Um, as it's this weekend was nuts, man. I can't wait to discuss it. Uh, Alex is going to drop that knowledge on you for the FML solutions. Uh, we we had some stuff. We're just waiting on some new commercials to come in, but we got a new promo coming up, maybe as early as tomorrow. Uh, for FML Solutions. So one more time, Alex is going to tell you about this, but we got some new stuff in the pipeline, and I'm very excited for this new promotion we're going to run with those guys. So check them out when we come back. We're talking free agency. Don't go away. Looking to get a head start on deer hunting season? Let FML Solutions point you in the right direction. Hi, Alex from Strong Style Media here, letting our listeners know deer season just got a heck of a lot easier. FML Solutions offer a fantastic deer stand that only takes 30 minutes to assemble and disassembles with no tools required. The best part, though, is its ingenious design allows it to double as a cart to haul your trophy back to the truck. FML Solutions is a made-in-the-USA product manufactured right here in Minnesota. Check out FML Solutions on Facebook by searching FML Solutions INC and visit FMLSolutionsInc.com to learn more about this innovative deer stand. Most people would consider this illegal. 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 What was mere vision suddenly became a reality. When you put a bunch of entities together and you bundle into one giant conglomerate, baby, you get strong style media. My name is Ryan Cook. I'm the chairman of our company, and I'm here to tell you that each and every week, Sunday through Thursday night, we give you the best in radio. For boxing needs, standing eight count radio. For pro wrestling, we got WrestleCast. We got your sports knowledge covered with SportsCast. You like movies? The pop cultures are where it's at. And for all your local hip-hop, Soda Sound Radio. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, follow everything you got. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Tune, and that more. We are Strong Style. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. Just respect my conglomerate. You won't see these folks at the post office. They have businesses to run. They have passions to pursue. How do they avoid trips to the post office? Stamps.com. Mail letters. Ship packages. All the services of the post office right on your computer. Get a four-week trial, including postage and a digital scale. Go to Stamps.com today. Hey, Alex Mello here, host of The Pop Culturist on the Strong Style Media Network, inviting you to join myself alongside Half Pint's Kyle Adams as we discuss all the latest news and reviews in movies, music, and television. 
Check us out every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time here on blogtalkradio.com. Also, you can check out the Pop Culturist archives on Blog Talk Radio, Search Bar, Strong Style Media, as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play to hear all the eclectic offerings here at Strong Style Media. We are conglomerates. What are we looking at here? Lists all over the safety thing. Third-party background checks for drivers. 24-7 trust and safety team. Critical response line. All right, List, you can play at this game. What if we had a safe word? What about boba? No. What if you actually wanted boba? It's got to be more exotic. What's your wife's name? Oh, Barbara? Safe words, Barbara. <laughs> I like that. Okay. <laughs> Let me welcome everybody to the wild, wild west A state that's untouchable like Elliot Ness The track hits your eardrum like a slug to your chest Like a best for your Jimmy in the city of sex We in that sunshine state for the bomb and Mm-hmm And boy, does that have a different meaning than we probably would have thought an hour ago <laughs> Whoa, I've lost you Jordan, I can't even hear you, sir I'm sorry. Let me say that again. There we go. The California love is really deep right now. Uh, <laughs> it is crazy. It doesn't matter if you're going southern, if you're going southern LA, if you're going northern California. Like this is nuts. Um. So obviously, we all came in today going, boy, oh boy, do we get to come on the radio and talk about the Lakers winning in free agency? LeBron James. LeBron. My kid said LeBron James last night. That was tight. Lance, by the way, that was. Lance, yeah, we, the Friday. <laughs> I was like, what? Say it again. Eh. No, no, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> but then he, we get his sworn enemy, you know, better better enemies, keep your enemies closer, whatever, Lance Stevenson. Uh, JaVel McGee shows up, get some good rotation pieces. Casey comes back. I don't know about JaVel McGee being a good rotation piece, but. Hey, man, he was a good, he was a, he was a. Perfectly equatable center for the Warriors. Yeah. I All still contend, though, uh, obviously, you know, Rajon Rondo, that which I think is huge. Yep. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, regular season Rondo is nothing to be excited about, but it seems like last year he was uh, one of the only reasons the Pelicans, uh, one of the, the, the big reasons the Pelicans even, even had, were somewhat competitive in those games, even though they uh, obviously got bounced out pretty quick there. But uh, he, he definitely... They did something with him. They swept oh, yeah. Portland. Did something with him. Oh yeah, but uh, but you know, I mean, but Rondo is a big reason for that, man. I mean, he's he's got the uh, the way to go about it. So, um, still a lot of really really interesting pieces on the board, and I'm curious to see uh, you know, what's going to happen here. You know, obviously they're taking they're doing a lot of one year deals. Same thing they did last year, so that way they can keep oh, keeping their um keeping their, you know, their, their salary open next year, which will be key to getting another, another big name player in. So I like grabbing all these one year guys to just fill the roster and see what you can do with it. Cause you haven't lost any of your young core. You still have Lonzo, Ingram, Kuzma and Hart. Uh, you still got Zubach, which, which a lot of people like you drafted Mo Wagner. So this is, this team's kind of filling up. Okay. I mean, if you look, you got Lonzo and Rondo at your point. You got KCP and Josh Hart at the two. You got Ingram at the three. 
you know, and you can kind of tie a LeBron and Kuzma in there too. You got Zubach, Mo Wagner, who can play the four and the five. You got JaVel McGee. You got Lance Stevenson. It's not, it's not a bad team. You know, if everybody plays their roles, it's not a bad squad. No, no, they're, but, but when you talk about, you know, I was getting excited. I was like, dang, this team's actually got some depth. You know what I mean? Like lots of good role players. And then you, again, you see the moves that Golden State makes. They get two more years out of Kevin Durant. You know, they, uh, you know, and then uh, out of nowhere, they it's sign. One. It's a one and What's one that? for Durant. Durant's a one oh. and one. So, yeah, but you would have, I mean, anything could happen. He opted out of his current one also. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those, and, and they still got cap room because obviously the boogie deal. Like, so then they go out so and the sign. Boogie's their mid level. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, they go out and get DeMarcus Cousins, which is crazy. I mean, and it's only a one-year deal. So, you know, but obviously things can change next year with, again, you know, the one-and-one. If Cousins obviously comes back from the injury really well. I And and I just look at that depth. Like, are you kidding? Like, that's that's one of the best big men in the league, period. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. And, you know, I think think you honestly took that that 5.3 mil mid-level because – if he shows that he can play all-star level, he's going to get paid next summer. So if you're, if you're taking a one-year flyer to, te- to show people you're back, you picked a pretty good team to go to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he'll go get paid next summer. Somebody's going to pay him a ton of money. The Clippers maybe. I think they're going to have cap. The Pacers might have cap. Atlanta's going to have cap. You know, somebody's going to pay him a lot of money if he stays healthy. Yeah, um, uh, but cool. real Jay Williams also, by the way, uh, after that signing, uh, 17, oh, I'm sorry, 31 minutes ago says it's time for Adam Silver to step in and not allow this anymore. This is ridiculous uh, at the Warriors. <laughs> hey, where's our Chris Paul veto? Yeah, right. Uh, that, well, that's the thing is there's, there's, this is free agency. It's not a trade. There's, it's not, these aren't things that are, uh, that's what, that blows my mind. I, the talent shifting and to the West, no less. I mean, are you kidding? I think uh, we, we got a shot. If we slap together the strong style uh, club team, we could uh, maybe make a run at the eight seed in the East. Uh-huh. You know, like one of the, the one thing that gets me to is like, I understand you got to give teams, you know, a mid-level exception to try to fill their roster, but that team is $60 million over the cap already because of the, the players they, they were able to have bird rights on and re-sign. They should. That gets to the point where they shouldn't even be allowed to have a mid-level. That should be you're signing guys for the league minimum. Yeah, that's that's the only thing I look at with that mid-level. And, and, but but here's the thing: is we've never seen a player of the caliber of Boogie Cousins at 27 years old take a mid-level type deal. That's never happened. Where you could say arguably the number one center in the NBA took a five million dollar deal, ever. And when he's healthy, I will I will challenge any center to be better than boogie yeah you know it's actually uh really interesting on uh basketball reference right now they have their uh their salary cap at actually under 100 million that's because they probably don't count durant yet on there uh they have them listed at still at 25 uh yeah they don't have them on there yet you're right yeah um so they don't have any of the, the new stuff on there. Cause I was looking at the the, the salary stuff earlier. Cause I'm like, how is golden state 12th? I'm like, that's not real. 
yeah. then I'm like, oh, because none of the new stuff's on there. <laughs> so that, I was like, wait, 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 something ain't right here. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, now that I look at it, you're right. Uh, however, uh, let's see, I did find a website that does have it on there. Interesting. Because they can't sign until Friday. Let me see what we got here. Uh, I uh, just added up, too. And this thing's my, got like, uh, the most pop-ups I've my, ever seen on a website, so I'm not even going to shout them out. <laughs> <laughs> if you need to bring your your uh, computer into my work, we can get you a virus protection uh, after what this website's doing to your computer, probably. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Oh, um, by the way, uh, my my white uh, number twenty three James jersey will be arriving on Tuesday the tenth. Good good choice on the white. Uh, yeah, they're at one hundred and twenty. Uh, they're they're at one hundred and forty on total taxable salaries. Uh, they're sixteen million over the luxury tax. Oh, that sixteen million is going to cost them an estimated thirty four million. And then next year they have to play Clay, and the year after that they got to pay Draymond. They're going to be at close to a billion dollars by the end of their these these salaries. Because what you figure once they pay Draymond, those are the years Steph's making forty million. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, not good contract situation as far as the structuring goes for the for for the Warriors, but. At the same time, they're winning championships. They could raise the ticket price. They're already in the one of the the uh, most expensive towns in the in the nation as far as it goes. Yeah, it's it's it's. I, I think it's almost a moot point in regards to their luxury tax. Um, and honestly, I think they're not even the worst uh, offender if I, if I remember reading right. With LeBron James gone, Cleveland's still over the cap. <laughs> like they're still over the cap without him. Yeah, that team is. Trash. My team is trash. Um, I I will say this, you know, if they keep winning chips, you have to look at how long you keep them together. But I think at some point they're going to look at it and go, okay, how long can we be profit pro, profitably sustainable with this? But it, it makes me think that Draymond's not going to get paid or Clay's not going to get paid. One, I just feel like one of them's not going to get paid. Who do you think's more likely to, to take the cut? You know, if you could get them both to agree to take a small cut together, mm-hmm. you one of them wouldn't have to take a giant cut. Now, the other thing, too, is obviously age is going to be a factor, so I'm sure he's going to be willing to take a pay cut, but you know, you look at Iguodala's got $17 million on the books next year. He comes off as well. And there's, there's a reason he's part of that Hamptons five. Is he's a huge proprietor of that team. Uh, Iguodala's, uh, yeah, he's comes off 2019. Uh, yeah, so no, he's, 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 he's here through 20. Okay. And that's the year he makes like 17, right? Yep, 17-1. Oh. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot they're going to have to think about. But they're going to get guys like, you know, in – the boogie thing I think could have been the luckiest thing that could have ever happened to Golden State, because I because the Lakers wanted them, and once they got LeBron, they didn't panic about Kawhi. I know everyone's like, you got to go trade for Kawhi. You saw what Paul George did; he didn't come. I get that, but Kawhi's in a much different situation. He's in a situation where you know, like we we this is a point I brought up on on Saturday, Jordan was Paul George said, "Look, guys, I want to go back home." So I'm telling you now so you can get something for me to acquire assets. It's been fantastic playing here. Kawhi Leonard's like, 
I played nine games. Now I'm playing. I'm playing this year. I don't want to be here. I've lost all trust with the ownership and the coaching staff. And Tony Parker's a bitch. And less <laughs> words than that, because he's yeah. quiet all the time. But yeah. Um. So I'm not as worried about Kawhi Leonard. You know, Paul, uh, Russell Westbrook threw that big party with Nas on concert and all that stuff. That's you know they did that because they knew something was going. On. That's the reason they brought back Jerry and Grant. I think at the nine million a year because they knew they were going to be able to keep Paul George. So they had to bring these guys back. I don't see, you know, Lamarcus Aldridge throwing a party, at, you know, in the Alamo for Kawhi Leonard next year to try to keep him there. You know, Lamarcus Aldridge already almost said he wanted out as it was two years ago. Yeah, when he the signed Thunder, the Max, by the way, their their tax bill I think is the uh, the most in the league right now. I, yeah, because of that Carmelo thing. Now there's talks yeah. that they're going to stretch and wave Carmelo, which is going to help. Um, I think it's seventeen million. Yeah, because he's making twenty eight, but they can stretch him. I think over two years to fourteen, if they want to do it. Um. You know, they also they told him you're going to be coming off the bench, blah, blah, blah. They did everything they could to try to get him to not opt in. But we knew he was going to opt in. He ain't going to turn away that money. No. He, he, he is a uh, uh, – man, and here's the thing. He, he's a spectacular scorer, okay? He was truly – he was something fun to watch, especially uh, – I hated playing, you know, the Nuggets those years when the, when the Lakers and the Nuggets were actually, uh, you know, banging pretty hard there. Um but, you know, he, he was a really good talent. But obviously, you know, when you, when you look at the decisions he's made throughout his career, selfish. And I, I, I mean, obviously, it's, it's okay if you're about the money. I get it. But at the same time, I, it, just, it, just, it, it's, it's just selfish. And it just makes me laugh a little bit. And, and the worst part about it is he's not even a, a great of a scorer anymore. No, not anymore. No. You know, so like, Stu got paid from New York. And, you know, it's because James Dolan's an idiot. You know, he probably was out playing with his band, playing his saxophone, then worrying about free agency. I'll just give Carmelo what he wants. I got a gig tonight. And then Carmelo, you know? I like he used a saxophone and he played like a weird mouth guitar. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. No, I was more of a... I was more of like an 80s, like, like, like comedy cop drama, like a buddy cop movie. But give me a glass of milk and put it in a dirty glass <laughs> Dude, that wasn't tom felt like that was burt reynolds Are, that movie, yeah yeah that was real tight yeah, that was. little kid looks like the kid that was like lebron james lebron james lebron james what happened to that kid i'm gonna find out right now I was going to say, he looked like the kid from Stranger Things to me. The one that was... <laughs> uh, but anyway, anyway. Uh, oh, where was I going with this? The, so, I'm not worried about Kawhi leaving. You know, Aldridge was like, all right, I'll sign the max deal with the Spurs when he, you know, when four years ago, whenever the Lakers tried to get him. But he said, my one hit contingency is I'm not playing center. I'm a power forward. I'm not coming there to play center with you guys. Okay. You know, and then what did they do two years ago? Hey, we need you to log some minutes at center because we don't want to play Tiago Splitter. Uh, hello? That's part of the deal. You know, now the quiet thing's happening. You know, it, it's, it's, it's a class act organization that maybe is starting to finally have, you know, a few dents in the armor. And it just, uh, it took to, to see it. 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, quick sidebar, obviously. Uh, looked it up. Norman D. Golden, who played, uh, let's see, Devin Butler in Cop and a Half, 1993 yep. classic. Uh, only a, a whopping three, uh, three point something stars on IMDb. Uh, he's been in 11 things as far as, uh, as, far as it goes, but uh, nothing, nothing fantastic. Uh, he was in something called Gone Fishing, played Young Guts. He was uncredited in it in 97. Yeah, uh, that was the movie has- with Donald or Danny Glover. Yeah, it was actually. You were right. I thought it was like Joe Pesci. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, then otherwise, just a bunch of like made-for-TV stuff. And then uh, apparently he's got something called uh, Misperception. It's a short that's coming actually out in 2018 or came out, and he plays a character named Quantrell. So be on the lookout of that if you're looking for it. Mm, Quantrell in the house. Let's go. Quantrell Treadwell. Hit the corn. <laughs> Hit the corn. Uh, so, you did know, you I, delete that at the button bar? Because I really hope you did. Yeah, it's gone because Teddy's gone. As sad okay, as I that just is. Make sure, I just want to make sure. Uh, but, you know, so the whole the whole sign of these guys, the one-year things, I think they they realize, you know what, let's wh- – why give everything – why give the farm away? Because now supposedly – supposedly the Spurs asked for Tatum and three first-round picks from Boston. Now, to me, that says you're just trying to get them to go away. Possibly, yeah. I, that's a pretty hefty deal. You know, I wouldn't – if I'm Boston and I don't know what Kawhi is going to do, you know, Kawhi's on a five-year deal, maybe i give you Tatum for him. But if, you know, with Kawhi on a one-year deal, I'm not giving you Jason Tatum. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that'd be like, pretty, I, uh, pretty rough. <laughs> Like, I, I don't want to give up Brandon Ingram other than the fact that I know he's going to resign. It's the only reason I do it. So, I don't know. I, I like that all these one-year deals are happening, so then next year they'll have the money for another free agent. Yeah. But everything's, everything looks good. Everything's coming into place. And then tonight, like we said, DeMarcus Cousins goes to the Golden State Warriors. Ugh. Just nuts. I just what about that? I mean, obviously, how about the shock of Paul George signing four years with the Thunder? How nuts was that? Yeah, you know. And but here's the thing too, um, you know, if you if you read into it enough and looked at a lot, there was a lot that was really making Paul George seem like he was leaning back to OKC in those last couple weeks. Why would you do a three part Sports Center? You know my draft or my free agency three-part series, if you didn't know the outcome was going to be something that was going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you don't want to, you don't, you, you already saw how it went down for LeBron. And I think it was a quiet one for LeBron. They put the, they put the notice out, you know, no fanfare, just kind of kept it pretty simple. And, uh, and, and, and it's smart. It's smart because obviously, you know, for a team like us, uh, where we're not uh playoff caliber right now, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't think we need the fan where we don't need the not one, not two, not three, not four. We don't need that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, so so right off the bat with that, and, you know, and he, he took it right away. But, God, I'm just looking at this. And this is, man. So, if, if are, are we in agreement? Because this, this is, is going to be not necessarily the most accurate but I feel like if one video game is accurate, it's it's the 2K series in NBA. I think that's the most 
accurately made and rated sports game by the creators. Is that fair? Because they, you know, they're they're not making eighty four games a year. You know what I mean? They're just doing that one. Yes. So, if we and I'm looking at their list, and I think it's pretty accurate. There's maybe two I would switch on this position. Maybe maybe one or two on that position. I mean, for most part, all these positions are pretty damn accurate. Mm-hmm. So if I were to ask you, where did they have Steph Curry ranked as in point guards as the overall like one through ten in point guards? Yeah, Steph Curry should be top five. They have him tied with Westbrook for the best point guard in the game at ninety four overall. Okay, yeah, he should be top five. Period. His so, ability, his ability to dish, his shot from anywhere, yeah, he should be top five. Now, obviously, what we saw this year, I would comfortably put him over Westbrook. Um, I don't quite feel that way, just because of the additional talent that Curry has that also affords him the ability to that to look that good. My counter. If you were to put Westbrook on Golden State, they're going to win. If you put Curry on, no. If you put Curry on, on, uh, if you just swap the two players, Curry's stats dramatically uh, decrease. If you look at the last seven players that have all left Oklahoma City, they've all had significantly better careers since they left Russell Westbrook. He doesn't make people better. It's the biggest conundrum in the NBA to me. People aren't better with Russell Westbrook. They they play worse. And, and honestly, it might be. I'm going to keep it real. It might be some of that uh, some of that Kobe syndrome. It might be some of that that the LeBron syndrome, where some guys get on the court with them. That dude's an alpha man. Anybody that says otherwise, they're they're oh, not. Yeah, they're, you know. So he he does. I, he'll do whatever it takes to win. Unfortunately, I don't think he has. Uh, the mentality to to push it forward uh, on another level for for some of his peers. But regardless of which, I stand by my my statement. If you switch the two players, Steph Curry gets exposed a little more. Yeah, he might. He might. I just I, I guess when I look at the two MVPs. The one I think helps, but I I don't know. It just it seems like Russell Westbrook can't be the best player on a championship team. And before Kevin Durant got there, Steph Curry was the best player on a championship team. Mm-hmm. Curry won with Durant. Westbrook couldn't. Yeah, I, and, but here's the thing: is I still also afford that to some of the coaching. Top down, that team is better than every team agreed, in the league. Agreed. Period. Agreed. Period. So we'll say one and one a. That's fair. Okay. Like I said, I stand right. by top five. I was cool with that. So. Um, well, I, I think he's better than John Wall. I think he's better than Kyrie. And I think he's better than Chris Paul at this day, you know, this day and age. Um, Damian Lillard and, and showed what, he's not an elite point guard after how he failed in the playoffs. I mean, I'm not putting Kyle Lowry over him. I'm not putting Kemba over him. No. So I, I think, you know, I, I'm one or two for me is totally fine. I think I might put him one regardless. So we look at point guard. Now look at shooting guard. Where do you think they have Clay? Clay's uh, shooting guard. Ooh, that's interesting. Um, top eight. Uh, they have him tied for second with Jimmy Butler. Jeez. Jeez. Um, they have him. 
And and I don't I guess I don't disagree. They have more Bradley Beal, DeMar DeRozan, CJ McCollum, Devin Booker, and Avery Bradley. See, that's that's the only thing. The only one I say is maybe questionable, but again, just because he has to do it more on his own or with less, again, less resources, DeMar DeRozan. But that mm-hmm. being said, but that being said, not mad at it. Yeah. So if you put Clay two, I'm totally cool with that because obviously Harden's better. We know that. Yeah, Harden's one. Okay, so now we got your backcourt is tied for the best point guard and the number two shooting guard. Kevin Durant, they have the number two small forward behind LeBron James. That's pretty obvious. Yeah. I, I You can dispute it, but I won't argue it. I'm totally fine with him being number two for the time being. Yep. Where's Draymond on the power forwards? Dr- oh, man. You know, gosh. It's another one I disagree with. This this one this honestly I'd I'd put him top five. They got him. I would put him. Yeah, I'd put him top five. Period. Uh, the, the, uh, the, his assets, the assets that he brings to the game defensively as well as stat wise. Yeah, no value. Oh yeah, top five. So obviously Anthony Davis one. They have Draymond two. The ones behind Draymond, and I can't put any of these guys over Draymond. Blake Griffin, I wouldn't put over him. I wouldn't put Kevin Love over him, and I wouldn't put Paul Millsap over him. Yeah, no. And, you know, maybe in a couple of years, but I wouldn't put Porzingis over him either. Yeah, nope. So or Aaron Gordon, you, or, yeah, nope. So, you know, now we have the we have the number two power forward, the number two small forward, the number two shooting guard, and arguably the number one point guard. Who do you think they have as the best center in the NBA? <laughs> uh, no, don't tell me that Boogie is the best center. Boogie. Uh, Towns two, Mark three, Nikola Yoke at four, Rudy Gobert five. So they have arguably the number two small forward, number two power forward, number two shooting guard, and the best point guard and center in the NBA now. You could argue that they have five of the top ten to fifteen players in the league. Oh God! This is an Olympic. This is an Olympic starting five. Team USA would win a gold medal with this starting five. That'd be so gross. Yeah, they would, and they would they would drum. I mean, I, I was just saying I was saying today they're going to score 110 points a game, and they're going to hold the oppositions to under 100. If think of this, if Boogie can control the paint the way that he was, how are you going to do anything with him and Draymond and Durant down there? You're not. <laughs> Dr- Draymond Green's already a, 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 a rodent down there. He's he's a pain. But now you got Boogie throwing shots. And Boogie, here's the kicker, too, that blows me away. What does Boogie bring to the table that JaVel McGee definitely doesn't? Uh, offense? <laughs> Boogie can shoot the three. Yeah. Uh, he, can do, he can do everything. So you're, you're putting Boogie... Yeah, I mean, the reason, like, they have Carl Anthony Towns number two. And I'm cool with that because Towns is basically playing how Boogie played in school before he got there. He came in as the Boogie role, learning how to shoot. Boogie, Boogie is a stretch five on the Golden State Warriors. Their entire starting five might be better than your favorite three-point shooter. Ugh. You know, like... Gross. Throwing it the MC term, he's better than your favorite rapper. You know, yeah. their their center could be better than your best three point shooter. Uh, 
team defense, uh, you know, I was just saying they're going to keep everybody under 100 points. One team did keep everybody under 100 points last year, and that was Indiana. And guess what? They play in the East. Golden State yep. uh, obviously played in the West. How many other teams um, in the West uh, kept them under, uh, you know, how many, how many teams kept teams under 105 points? I, I would say two, and I think Golden State's one of them. So Golden State, uh, 100.4, uh, and they're, they're ranked two overall. Uh, Boston, 107. Milwaukee, that's another East team. Cleveland, another East team. Houston uh, comes in at 100, uh, 103. Uh, Utah with 104. And then it's Philadelphia okay. uh, before you hit the, the, the 105. So literally there's only two uh, – well, there's three teams three. in the West. Houston uh, was the but, one I didn't think of. I, I I was thinking Utah because Gobert was so damn violent in the paint. Yeah, that, that's a lot of points. So if you're giving up 103 points a game, because it's always I always look at it like the race to 100. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but you know it's it's one of those things. That, like they seriously, they might they might this this team could potentially make a run for the record that they already have. Oh, I already joked with somebody said this team's gonna go eighty two and oh. And then like when I laughed, they didn't laugh and said, I'm not laughing because I, I if you would have told me two hours ago that Boogie was gonna be a warrior, I would have said it'll never happen. You can't say nothing is possible anymore. Yeah. Like yeah. there uh, I'm gonna say this. There's a chance that the Lakers get the eight seed, Golden State gets the one, pulls the New England Patriots, goes undefeated and gets beat by the Lakers in the first round because they choke. That, that, Anything that, can happen. I'll tell you. No. That, well, okay. That's LeBron. <laughs> that's the LeBron factor. But no, I, I just don't I mean, see it happening. But, but, it, you know what I mean? Like, eight, I, I would. I would put all the money on Golden State to win, to sweep that. I. I to honest, swear, I, I would. Even with the additions. And I, to be fair, I think I think Lakers get a four or five. They're not getting a one because they're in the same division as Golden State. But I'm just saying, like. Stranger things have happened, and this feels to me like it's so good that it's gonna that somehow it's gonna implode. And here's uh, other news. Yeah, uh, here's yeah, that's the, very true. Well, here here's my kicker with it too. Last thing I'll say about it is, in a in the perfect world for Laker fans, this team overachieves to a T, and then gets then chokes and gets bounced in the first round, and then Kevin Durant leaves and goes to L.A after him and LeBron were texting each other. <laughs> oh, that'd be hilarious. That I mean, that's the, that's the perfect case scenario. Because I tell you what, if that happened, Durant might go, man, screw this, I'm out of here. LeBron oh. calls him, hey, KD, you want to come play with me? <laughs> hey, you already, everyone already talked enough crap about you going to Golden State. It ain't going to be any worse coming here. It's true. All right, yeah. I'll be there in a minute. Oh, that'd be, that'd be gross. Uh, other and then all the, the bandwagon fans. warrior fans get laughed at, just like the bandwagon LeBron fans that are jumping on the Lakers. We can shun them away too. Here's the thing, though: is Kevin Durant leaves, and they're still they're still one of the best yeah. teams in the league. Yeah, <laughs> they still have then, arguably four of the best five. The yeah, like. <laughs> then they just re up Boogie. They just re up Boogie, and then you just slot Andre Iguodala into the three. Oh well. Uh, 
Oh my god! <laughs> oh darn! <laughs> That's so dumb. Uh, Chris Paul <laughs> takes four years with the Rockets, but no big movement yet there. Uh, Clint Capella is still uh, listed as a restricted free agent. Uh, you know, obviously some things could happen there as far as uh, you know wants and changes. Uh, what, anything going to happen to Houston to push them over the edge, or do you think that uh, this ship is literally sailing? I think it's sailing because you are—they already lost Trevor Ariza. That's a huge loss. Yeah, uh, to Phoenix, right? Yeah, Phoenix. That was my um, – and the poor, well, kind of improved in a couple places. That was the reasoning for that because uh, you put you put a shooter like Trevor Ariza with all those young guys. Maybe something clicks. Who knows? Stranger things have happened, we found out. But, <laughs> uh, no, I just – here's the thing is they, got, they have a window where, where they need to win. Chris Paul is not getting any younger and healthier. This guy breaks down – and you have to win now with this guy. And when you lose Trevor Ariza, they still don't, I believe, have P.J. Tucker under contract. And I believe they don't have Luke Richard and Bob Mute, who was a huge role player under contract. Correct. And Clint Capone still floundering out there. That's a huge loss. Like, if you don't get Capella back and one of those role players back, I don't know if they're getting the two seed. Because I'll tell you what, I was hell-bent that the Lakers were going to hit 500 last year because all that young core finally started buying into Luke Walton and figuring it out, and look how good they became. Now, I am super pissed that Julius Randle's gone, but it is what it is. got to live with it and move on. I hope Randle does great. And Randle, two years, $18 million. If he made that low-balled money, why didn't the Lakers just keep him other than they must have said something to him that pissed him off enough to leave? Because there must have been some direction that he didn't like where they renounced his rights. So something didn't click there. There had to have been something that, that, that just was a miss when they met. And, you know, it sucks. And I don't know if, he, you know, maybe he just didn't see himself in the future of this team. I don't know. Maybe he was, I don't want to stick around and just be here just to be traded for Kawhi. Who knows? It is what it is. But I'll tell you what, you know, with Ingram and Kuzma and Lonzo with LeBron out there and, you know, a guy like JaVel McGee who you're bringing in just to do one thing, you brought back KCP to shoot the ball. Mo Wagner, we saw how good of a tournament he had. I mean, Michigan almost won the national championship when they weren't even, you know, they weren't even, they were an afterthought before the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, And then, you know, he came out, he's, I think he's, you know, a four-year college kid. He can play the four or the five. If this team clicks the way that they were clicking when they won, you know, whatever it was, like 35 of the last 50 games or whatever, crazy number that they had won, or 25 of 40 or whatever the hell it was, and you add that LeBron James factor, these are young enough kids that can do the running for him, where I think, unlike J.R. Smith and Amon Shumpert, I think they get better around him. This team uh, could, could be as bad as a seven seed. This team could be something that, you know, they could go in technically as high as a four with a better record than, than whoever comes out of the, the Northeast where, or the Northwest division when that, that Portland won. Because if you look at last year, Portland at the three seed had a worse record than the, the eight seeded. Um, who the hell? I can't remember who the eight seed was, but I think they had a worse record than they even did. Hmm. 
the uh, you know, I, I still, I mean, looking at some of the other side too, uh, and players that uh, with injury and still much to uh, much to prove. Uh, Isaiah Thomas still unsigned, unrestricted free agent. Uh, you do have Jabari Parker on the Bucks, who's restricted free uh, free agent, but also has uh, the two ACL tears in his left knee that uh, definitely put him back. What uh, do you see either of those guys making a, a, a roster spot? Um, and making that difference or coming up from these health issues they've uh, had? I think Jabari Parker is going to get – I think he gets his option picked up by Milwaukee any day here. I think it's just semantics at this point. I think they're trying to figure out if they want to do a long-term deal or not. Um, Isaiah Thomas, to me, I feel like is a perfect fit. We know exactly where he should fit, but there's a problem of butting heads. And you know exactly where I'm going. He should take a one-year deal and stay with, with L.A. because of how much it worked. But I do not know how that works with how they played him and LeBron played together in Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, and obviously he got out of there real quick, too. Uh, you know, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm unsure on that one myself. Now, uh, but I don't, how, if, go ahead. I'm going to give you another option, though. Uh, obviously another unrestricted free agent. What do you think about maybe uh, somebody like Tariq Evans? I don't hate Tariq Evans. If he's willing to come for a one-year deal, that gives you somebody who can play the two or the three and can shoot. Basically gives you what Isaiah Thomas would give you. I just don't know what the money would be. Yeah. I feel like he's going to want to Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, but he, like you said, he can play uh, multiple positions and definitely hit, hit the shots. Um, let's see. Who else uh, looking interesting here? Uh, Zach Levine is a restricted free agent. Bulls will probably pick Boston. him up. Hawks and Kings have already shown a ton of interest after we talked about it on Saturday. Interesting. So as as we thought nothing was going to come other than the Bulls would just eventually pick it back up, now it looks like there's a couple teams that are kind of snooping in there and making the Bulls kind of sweat a little bit. Um, other injuries, uh, my, uh, my, my red, white, and blue, uh, the Clips, uh, Avery, Bla- uh, Avery Bradley still on the board. What, what do you think of there? Hmm. I think Avery Bradley hurt himself when he wanted to leave so bad from Boston. I think that really kind of poo-pooed him because he didn't do anything really in, in L.A. He didn't do much when he was in Detroit either before he got traded there with Tobias Harris. Um, I think he's going to get a contract, but it's another one of those things where teams don't have money to spend, and at some point you're at the mercy of, how much are you willing to take to get a job this year? Uh, what about somebody uh, definitely still up and coming? Shabazz Napier obviously backed up uh, Dame Lillard for most of the season. Uh, definitely uh, had some good uh, upticks as far as his stats go. Unrestricted free agent out of Portland. What do you think? I think he, if I was him, I'd go back. Um, somebody's got to be back there with Dame Lillard, but I could see him, you know, a team like, Atlanta, who is actively trying to move on from Dennis Schroeder, they draft or they trade after drafting and getting Trey Young. So they need somebody that can kind of fill in that role if they move Schroeder and Trey Young isn't clicking right away because of those rookie vibes or, you know, whatever those jitters were he had the second half of his college season. So I think I think that's a decent fit. I also think a team like Indiana is, is interesting as, as a backup. Uh, interesting enough, Indiana did uh, agree to a three-year deal with Dougie McBuckets uh, yeah, from the Dougie. Dallas Mavericks. 
so uh, you know, do the Dougie a couple times, and maybe he'll he'll stretch that floor and score, hit a couple threes. Uh, might be the second coming of Rick Schmitz. Uh, Damn. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll we'll see what happens Rick there. <laughs> um, you know, uh, speaking of uh, still sticking on. Uh, maybe some ageless wonders here, just the names that always get kicked around unrestricted free agent age ain't nothing but a number wife works in Hollywood. Dwayne Wade, where's he going to land? I think there's an odd way. If he doesn't go back to Miami, he could go play with LeBron again. But the problem is think of how much it didn't work in Cleveland. Yeah. I think that's very true. You know, I think you go back to Miami, go sign one year, and just kind of do a just do that ambassador type role. Uh, one of my favorite players, still only twenty nine years old, uh, and still gets some good boards. I have a great interaction with him, and I actually have a signed K State jersey from a man, Michael Beasley. What do you got? <laughs> Michael Beasley. God, I don't even know. You know, maybe maybe that's a situation where when you lose Trevor Ariza, Houston calls him. That's that's actually probably comparable. Uh, not as good as a shot, but still a still a body that can get in there and get scrappy. And then obviously he, every once in a while he'll have one of those freaky games where uh, he just goes off, man. Yeah, like you did with New York last year. Yeah. You're like, what the uh, hell? Yeah, I mean, I think something like that is interesting because he can give you minutes at the three and try to fill someone of that void. That'd be an interesting pickup. I, I kind of want the Lakers to get him. Um, <laughs> Break, breaking news, by the way, and this is this is from 436 today. Um, I think – what uh, what what the gentleman at our meeting said was kind of a, a decent rumor, but he had the wrong name. Uh, Oscar De La Hoya's uh, Golden Boy Promotions. Um, I think it's, I don't know if it's going to be a boxing fight or an MMA fight. Oh, Golden Boy's doing MMA. But Tito Ortiz is not going to fight Vandalay Silva. Tito Ortiz is going to have his third fight with Chuck Liddell. This is just broke. Oh no! Oh, my God. This is the last time they fought was twelve years ago in December of '06. Oh, Dios mio! Chuck Liddell is forty-eight years old. He retired in 2010. Ortiz, forty-three, retired in 2012. Oh, my God. Oh, you know what? Uh, when we get to spit takes, I actually have an MMA spit take. Uh, no audio, but definitely a great description. And you're going to say, what the hell? Uh, <laughs> maybe we so, can take it to that, a commercial and do that. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, Mark, Mark Spears also just broke. Boogie was stunned that the Pelicans said that they didn't want you back. Whoa. That's why he went to Golden State. So maybe it was also a little more personable. Here's the news I'm going to get. Man, this is... Bleep is just breaking as we're talking here. Boy, oh boy, if I'm the Pelicans right now, I am peeing my pants that I'm going to lose Bo- or, uh, Anthony Davis now. Because Davis said, I want Boogie back. That's my guy. And if you want to keep. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Anthony Davis, man, you could just come over to LA real quick. San Antonio, keep quiet. The Brown and Braun. Mm. Ball, Brown, and Braun. Three Bs. 
Big oh, baller brain. It's meant let's to be, go. bro. Let's go. Mo Mo Wagner when they're doing the championship parade will be the new Mark Madsen. <laughs> oh my god. Dude, could you imagine if they you, you got Davis, Ingram, Paul, and LeBron out there as a starting five? I understand Golden State's nasty, but those legs that them kids would have? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Let's go. I'm, I'm hyped. All right, we're going to hit that second break. When we come back, we got some comedy for you. Then we're going to talk a little more free agency. I want to talk a little NHL free agency as uh, Jordan continues to wrap off names for me and get me all excited because this is the most wonderful time of the year. So we'll be right back. <laughs> Don't go away. Sportscast Radio. Your late night hip-hop and R&B podcast, Soda Sound Radio, hosted by Kyle Halffine Adams. Every Thursday night right here on the Strong Style Media Network, catch up on your latest on hip-hop and R&B and hear Minnesota talent at 10 p.m. Central. But if you trust the way I feel, I won't fold from the cards that you deal. Let's journey life together and make it worthwhile. Can't take it back like time See, my life is like a movie, no rewinding. Killing mics like I got a license. Victim, I believe don't have religion. Just a higher power. Who power? I'm not so happy with it. But I take a breath. Regain my pep. Check my feet when I'm walking. I've seen it all more than I care to reveal I'm always sort of clear to air for the real That's why I'm aiming at the grill, man Cause it's how I feel Nobody being sincere We need some changes for real Again, that's Thursdays right here on the Strong Style Media Network Thursdays at 10 p.m. Central And if you're a musician, you want to get your music heard on the show Send the MP3 over to Soda Sound at strongstylemedia.com Enut Enut This right here is Alpha Brain. I just drank some of this in a shake. I got to tell you right now, I couldn't be more clear. You're Clarity. 50, so I use it. I don't do anything without it. I'm addicted I, to it. I know, but I'm, I'm, I'm 48, but I feel like I'm 26. I have a boner right now. I have so much energy. Like, I actually, I, I'm, I'm, I took an Alpha Brain. I never do. I, I want to fight you. I want to fight you. I want to go, chin down, and I want to bang, bang. Oh, my Hey, I'm Dr. Afkin. What's up? He's been distraught ever since his friend smoked him last week in fantasy football. Now he's grabbed this post and he won't respond. He's got Luzonic plays. What is... He's a loser. He's not a loser. Okay, he's a loser. What can he do? With DraftKings, he could have easily challenged his friend to a rematch. I can't... What are you... I can't see that. You need glasses. I'm also an optometrist. At DraftKings, you can play free private contests whenever you want. Strong Style Media presents... Sportscast Radio, the one that started it all, with your host, Ryan Cook, and me, Jordan Jiskra. We're going to be giving you everything, and I mean everything from baseball, football, basketball, hockey, field hockey, soccer, bobsled, bobsled, poker, 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 LeBron James. Oh, 
think that's a good lead-in for uh, for some spit takes. What do you think? Cleveland is the city where we where we leave. <laughs> oh man, I miss LeBron oh, James, y'all. Oh. <laughs> and I miss my uncle LeBron James, y'all. <laughs> so I, I got a couple takes. Uh, obviously, still talking a lot of free agency mess. Um, you remember the first time he left Cleveland? Uh, well, first I remember this. I was wondering where they're going to get another tuba player for the band. <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I, I'd just like to read a couple quotes, because remember that time Dan Gilbert was like, I personally guarantee that the Cleveland Cavaliers will win an NBA championship before the self-titled former King wins one. You can take that to the bank. Now he's got Gilbert. that cute cutter. I know it, and I'd like to read an excerpt from that as he, uh, you know, maybe snips yeah. his way through uh, LeBron's, uh, you know, jockstrap there. <laughs> uh, this this time, he definitely wrote a much nicer letter. Uh, we'll always remember the evening of June 19th, 2016, as the Cleveland Cavaliers, led by LeBron James, ended a 52-year drought, delivering the long, elusive championship that many thought they would never see. Um you know, he says uh, you came home, delivered the ultimate goal, nothing but appreciation and gratitude for everything you put in every moment you spent in a Cavaliers uniform. We look forward to the retirement of the famous 23 Cavs jersey one day down the line. Uh, Dan Gilbert uh, shines it up there a little bit. Uh, I still uh, look back to when they beat the 76ers and uh, LeBron James is uh, sitting in the uh, uh, or going back towards for the uh, for the trophy presentation. And uh, he walks right past Dan Gilbert and doesn't even give him a, a dap or a five or anything like that. So uh, pretty funny guy uh, taking the Eastern Conference and then obviously leaving again. Dan Gilbert has nothing to do, though, but uh, obviously uh, blow smoke because uh, he got what he wanted. And he, got, he got rich thanks to LeBron. <laughs> I, uh, He's a tool. I have, He's a tool. I have one here. I'm just waiting for this to boot up. Here we go. That was that was DeMarcus Cousins uh, four years ago at the uh, the FIBA Olympics where he was shooting with Steph and Clay and they said who are you the camera and he goes I'm the third Splash brother and they laughed with him four years later he is the third Splash brother <laughs> that's pretty funny uh, is that foreshadowing or what is, that, is he like the fourth Splash brother I I, I mean. I, maybe maybe the only reason they traded Javal McGee is because he can't hit the three. Everyone else on that team can hit the three. Steve Curry, he could probably come off the bench, give you eight minutes, and hit four threes. <laughs> well, and I mean, to be fair, Kevin Durant hadn't joined yet. But, I mean, yeah. it's just hilarious that four years ago there's a video of him going, I'm about to be the third Splash Brother. And then, no, <laughs> That's he's... hilarious. So uh, for that... Random, that uh, Thank you. Do one of these. <laughs> On the random notes, uh, you know uh, the palace, the malice in the palace. You remember that? Yes, sir. Uh, did you actually uh, hear about the uh, the Australia and Philippines basketball game that occurred? I did not. Uh, there is probably probably a way better fight. Uh, I'm looking at a great screen cap right now. Um, 
Let's see. Uh, as uh, looks like uh, Australia's Thon Maker attempted to do a flying kick, uh, and I see these two Filipino guys just kind of get out of the way. Uh, and this dude's like six nine, easy, uh, doing his best uh, Ninja Turtle jump. Um, they brawled pretty impressively. Australia won the game 89-53. There's a couple hard fouls that led to the to the brawl. Uh, I truly look at uh, suggest looking it up, but. Uh, yeah. 13 players were ejected from the FIBA World Cup qualifier, four from Australia, and nine from the Philippines. <gasps> there was chairs thrown. I mean, it was ridiculous. <laughs> so, yeah, seriously, it, it might be better than the, uh, the biggest Royal Rumble. <laughs> the greatest Royal Rumble has been yeah, same thing. <laughs> Bye. By by the Australian. Oh my gosh, dude, that's so tight. I yeah, love you gotta, you gotta watch it. You're 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 gonna, I, like there's was, chairs being. It, it's like it's like 1998 Jerry Springer. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's classic, dude. Like all you need is Steve Wilcox to jump out and be like, "Hey, uh, you know." <laughs> did um did did Tyson Fury and his opponent just stand there and watch? They, they actually they might have, uh, and actually that's a good good segue for another one here. Uh, an MMA fight. Uh, oh, hold on. <laughs> let me let me let me let me cut you there for a second, because I, I got one for you real quick. Oh I, no! Jump. I got another oh, one. Get in there. It's not an MMA one, so you don't have to worry. Okay. But get it was there. something about something that you would have watched today potentially. Uh, Mexico coach Juan Carlos Orocio took issue with Neymar's actions on the sideline in the second half of Brazil's 2-0 World Cup win on Monday, saying it was shameful that officials allowed the game to be delayed so long. What he's referring to is, having already given Brazil a 1-0 lead, Neymar was sitting on the pitch after chasing the ball to play at the 72nd minute, and he just stands there and continues to waste the clock uh, to just halt the game, slow down their momentum, and basically, you know, waste the clock. With this, Miguel's, uh, Mexico's Miguel Leon approached and grabbed the ball, and in the process to, to put the ball where, uh, where Neymar could do the throw-in, stepped on his ankle, to which Neymar looks like he gets shot with a gun, falls yeah. and starts rolling around the ground. <laughs> oh, it was the most ridiculous thing I've seen, actually, of that game. It was, it was pretty sad, and they were talking about it um... – yeah, you know, beforehand and, and how, you know, Neymar's uh, flopping is definitely getting out of control. And, and, oh, and that was, was a case in point. Too. It was it was ridiculous. And, and I, <laughs> I, I'm a little salty at that one because I like Neymar, but that's, that's trash, bro. Um, the coach then said, we are men. We are not clowns. What is going on? <laughs> Jeez. I, I, I hope he said it in Spanish too. I think clowns like payaso or something like that. That's tight. I like that word. <laughs> Gringo. Oh, <laughs> I, I just the fact that this man screams, "We are men. We are not clowns!" And somebody steps on his ankle, and he—that's just hilarious to me. Um, it wasn't even. It wasn't even like a straight up like, "Oh my god!" He like like it wasn't J- not James. It wasn't. Dominic and Sue on uh, on Aaron Rodgers. Okay, this was like this was like uh, you uh, you walking through the line uh, at the gas station to get you a, a Gatorade, and you like clip somebody's toe. You're like, oh my bad, bro. You know, <laughs> like, it was one of those moments. It was trash, bro. <laughs> Neymar. Neymar said, 
Neymar said they stepped on me. That wasn't fair. You can't do that. They talked a lot, but now they're going home. That was his reply to the to the He's situation. Right. Um, right. Layan said, <laughs> in the end, it's football. If he doesn't want to be touched, then he should do something else. If he wants to be on the floor, he should go lie down in his house. I touched him a little, but it was because when I went to collect the ball, he tried to half block me so I couldn't. I wasn't even looking at him. I was looking at the ball. The referee even told me that. We've looked at it. It's not been a situation that you did with the intent of touching him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He's and you know, they, obviously the the replay has been he nuts should, already. He should go lie down in his house. All <laughs> <laughs> of these are just rough translations, but it makes me laugh. Better. Um, so I hit that button. Yeah. Go, go, uh, drop speaking of lying down in the house. Uh, Jonathan Ivey fought Travis Fulton in the main event of this weekend's Coliseum Combat. Uh, I don't even know what XLV stands for anymore in, in Roman numerals. Uh, I know there's another Rocky coming up, so we might hit that number soon. Um, but uh, in Co- Kokomo, Indiana. So uh, Travis Ivey, uh, they're, they're both some pretty big hefty uh, heavyweights as far as this goes. Uh, Ivey gets uh, hit with, a, let's see, a couple uh, – couple little strikes before setting up takes a kick to the chest and steps back and acts like he has a brief heart attack like holding his chest and then he lunges forward and starts striking this dude for like 40 seconds um yeah it gets weirder it gets weirder after the fake heart attack and punches um he uh he like i feel like he feels like he got the he should have got the stoppage and uh, the ref kind of let it go. I don't know. I might have stopped it as, as, as the amount that he was taken to the face personally, uh, Travis Fulton. But Jonathan Ivey steps back after breaking the combat and taps out. So he was in control of the fight. He stepped and tapped out from out of nowhere. And uh, I guess this dude was literally, uh, he was facing his idol. He, like, he literally has a tattoo of him on his leg. And, uh, and he's just like, I didn't want to hurt him. And, uh, it was, it's one of the, I like, I watched the clips today and I'm just like, Oh my God, this is so weird. And the ref's just standing around, just like, doesn't know what to do. Uh, it was just bizarre. Uh, definitely it's something worth checking out. If, if at least for the heart attack bit itself. So <laughs> it was so funny. I have, I have one last thing for you. And this is almost more of a, more of a sad take than a spit take, but uh, we all know we all know Demarcus Cousins got five point three million dollars. Um, Timberwolves also bought a big big man onto the uh, the team. Did you see the Timberwolves sign today? I did not. Uh, the Timberwolves signed Anthony Tolliver on a one year five million dollar deal. Wow, that's so that hurts my that hurts my feelings. <laughs> For the same price tag, we get Anthony Tolliver, and they get Demarcus Cousins. I just got <laughs> soaked. Somebody got somebody got hosed. Yeah, I I just like that was, that was just on the whim too because I was going through this list and I went ah, <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> That's kind of why I wasn't talking much during that MMA thing. I was like, uh-oh, damn. <laughs> we should have offered him six. I don't think he takes it. Man, we could have Boogie and Cat and Jimmy Buckets. Ugh. That would be kind of gross. Be fair. That, to be fair, Boogie, Boogie with Towns, man, that would be nasty. 
That'd be like that. Just like here's the thing: is that'd be the same thing as the uh, as the brow. That's fine. We got a yeah, better. I, I'm we just saying, like, is it... And look at when oh. those two figured it out, they were carrying the league apart. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, they were they were killing it. I still can't like, believe that Chuck Liddell's fighting, bro. I know, forty years old. Forty years old. Oh my god. Um, hockey front here. John Tavares, seven years, seventy-seven million dollars, goes to the hometown Maple Leafs. He posts a picture on social media of himself as like a ten-year-old, where his parents took a picture of him as he's wrapped up in his Toronto Maple Leafs comforter and pillowcases. So he goes home. You know, as as significant as the LeBron James move is, and I know this is a lesser sport. But in an odd way, this to me is more impactful. This is uh, along the lines of LeBron when he went to Miami eight years ago impactful because you never see a player. I mean, he's in his nine seasons with the, with the Islanders who, you know, to be fair, in the you know, 70s and 80s, the Islanders were a powerhouse. I mean, they won like four cups in a row in the 80s. Yeah. He's all-time in scoring on that team. That's how good he was. Wow. And I, he's 27, I think, right now. Um, came in the league at 18. And, you know, his his prime, they always say, is 28 to 32. You know, we're seeing a top five player in the league, you could argue, changing teams going into their prime. It's unheard of. And that's why this is such a big signing to me that blows my mind that it's happening. Um. Yeah, you know, it, it does. It does. It's it's definitely something that changes because obviously the Maple Leafs, uh, you know, have only been going on the upward tick over the last, uh, what, two years now after uh, that abysmal, what, th- was it three or four years ago where fans were literally throwing jerseys on the ice? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, I they mean it, was, re- it was bad. Thankfully, they drafted right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it's, it, you know, it, it's, it's great news for, obviously, Toronto and, and obviously, the hopes of a uh, Canadian team potentially hoisting the cup again. Um, but, uh, you know, it's the, – the New York market is not what it used to be for hockey. It's really interesting to see that. Obviously, the, the rumors of Dolan uh, possibly selling the, uh, the two teams he owns out there. Um, you know, but – the Islanders are a far cry from what they used to be, even with Tavares. You know, and, and one thing that definitely doesn't help um, having this is, you know, you know, Greg Wong or whoever it is that's the, the owner of the team and Gar Snow is the GM. Uh, you know, nobody enjoyed playing at Barclays Center. There was obstructed view seats. This season, they're playing half of their games in Barclays and half in a new building until they can get a new one built. So it's a bad situation all in all. And to be fair, they're going to be back. They're going to rebuild. Matthew Barzal wins the Rookie of the Year. I believe he won the Calder. So they have a good young team. Keeper Bellows, for us Minnesotans, Brian Bellows kid. So they have a nice young team. It's just this is a blow that I, I thought if he, I, it sounded like it was down to the Islanders in San Jose. Toronto comes in, gives them 11 million. You know, yeah, it's, I, it's, it's history. Um, the, 
interesting things in the West. I thought, uh, you know, looking at uh, the the Kings and the Knights, uh, the Knights go out and pick up uh, Paul Stastny from uh, from the Jets. Uh, thoughts on that one right away? Real quick before we jump there, I want I want to talk about Toronto though. Where does this put Toronto? Uh, obviously, it elevates them. I mean, you, there, there's, there's no reason to not can be considered that. Um, if I recall, uh, Nash is out of the Bruins. Boston's going to get a little weaker, in my opinion. Yeah, Nash might um, not even play. Really? Yeah, his, his concussions, um, he doesn't know if he's comfortable even playing. So he, was, he told all these, all these teams, you know, don't, I, I don't necessarily want you to make a play for me because I don't know if I'm going to be healthy enough to where I'm comfortable to play. Wow. Yeah, that's and I mean, but that's going to be a blow. Uh, that's going to be a huge. I mean, he's, he's mm-hmm. one of the best unrestricted on the on the board. Um, yeah. And, and again, not being able to possibly see him there that that's something that hones well for him. Uh, you know, conference wise. Um, you know, I look at. I mean, you know, this is. It sounds weird to say this, but it, it to me it kind of mirrors. Um, I feel like they, they'll probably make a big run as far as being able to go with the Tampas and, and capitals of the group. But I, I don't know if they're going to have all the pieces yet. You know, and, and last year they were third in their division behind Boston, obviously um, 105 points. So they, they still, they, they put up a lot of points at 49 wins. So they did good, but you know, I'm just looking at this depth chart. Your front line, my assumption, because I don't think they change everything, and I don't think it's an issue where anyone's going to have a problem because we saw Pittsburgh do this. But realistically, your, your line one, Patrick Marlowe, Austin Matthews, and William Nylander. We saw how good Nylander and Matthews did, 22 and 21 years old. So they, you know, they clicked well, and then they had the veteran in Marlowe with them. But now your line two is Zach Hyman, John Tavares, and Mitch Marner. Marner. 21 years old, extremely fast, was another young gun that did great for him, which means now you get the luxury of having Frederick Gauthier as your fourth-line center and Nazim Kadri as your third-line center. That's, that's what Pittsburgh did to dominate, was they were, they were four deep at center. This is exactly what Toronto now is, by getting to put Kadri at, Kadri at the three line and Gauthier at the four. And Gauthier's 23 years old as well. They got him, they got him potentially play with Kasperi Kapanen, who's 22. This team is young and good. I think they're going to be able to compete with those guys. The only thing that's going to hurt them is I don't, I don't think they have a, a, a solid, legit top four defenseman. And I think that is the ultimate. Because Frederick Anderson did well enough playing and goal. But I mean, you got Morgan Riley and Ron Hainsley. Riley's not bad. He's young. He was somebody, you know, he's a draft pick. He's been a prospect for six years. Jake, uh, Jake Gardner and Nikita Zaitsev at the second line, Travis Dermont and Connor Carrick in your third. They don't have a legit center or, or starting defenseman. That's the only issue that I look at when you compare, you know, Tampa just re-up McDonough for seven years to play with Hedman and, and Sergachev and stuff. And now there's talks that, if they're willing to throw in Sergachev, who they got from Montreal for Jonathan Drew in a couple picks and maybe some salary cap relief, there's there's talks that they might try to go after Eric Carlson to play with Hedman and McDonough. 
and yeah, do it Carlson, before, uh, before Vegas. Board, yeah. Um, uh, Ottawa, no, with your Toronto pick here. What's up? With your with your Toronto talk here, though, obviously losing uh, fifty four points out of uh, James Van Riemsdyk there, uh, I think went to Philadelphia. That's I think that's a big loss too, though. Yeah, but I mean, I, I guess it softens the blow though when you, when you lose JVR, but you bring in Tavares. Yeah, and, and yeah, I, that does soften <laughs> the blow. But you're not wrong. I mean, JVR was really starting to come into his own and figure it out. But I think that's why Philly paid him too. So, yeah. but I, you know, now, now that gives another stud forward to play with Jerome and Simmons and Nolan Patrick and, and all yeah. those dudes over in, uh, in Philly. But apparently Ottawa offered a, a qualifying offer to Eric Carlson, but none of the numbers were released. And a lot of people think it's Ottawa throwing a dollar amount at Carlson. That's laughable, but they won't release the number because then, they can say, Ottawa, look, we're trying to give him a contract. Buy your season tickets today and yeah. not look like the losers when he leaves. Yeah. Uh, oh. JVR, by the way, do you want to talk about getting it? Uh, outside of being injured 2015-2016, uh, the last four, uh, the, his four healthy seasons, all of them he played 80 games or more um, and scored uh, 54 points or more, 61, 56, 62, and 54 <laughs> last year. Pretty dang good. Uh, played played obviously only half the season on that 2015-2016 years, 40 games. Still had 30 points before uh, going down with that injury. Damn. You know, and, and here's the one thing I'll, I'll say, too, here before, you know, and then we, you know, to move on to the Vegas thing you asked me, is, you know, the Islanders at the point that they were at where they probably should if – if I'm Garth Snow, I'm going to look at it and go, I understand we want to keep this kid, but I don't think we're going to keep – Tavares. I don't think he stays. I think our situation with this organization is just not in the right spot. You know, Vegas gave up like three draft picks for frickin' Thomas Tatar. I've complained about that since last year. You mean to tell me you couldn't you could have got you could have got some prospects and a pick for this guy. I and this 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 is the thing that, you know, stems back almost even talking about Kawhi Leonard. Some of these some of these teams need to realize that if it's this close to the deadline and you haven't resigned him and he's turned away offers to keep him, you gotta part ways and get something for the guy. No, absolutely. Because this uh, Islanders team, as you mentioned, that is completely broken and the market is dropping and the Rangers owns own that New York market. You let one of the best players in the league, uh, you know, John Tavares is a generational player, and they let him walk. You know, that, but that's that's how bad ownership exists. It just does. Oh, I mean, look at obviously case in point. Look at the Boogie Cousins. Yeah, yeah. They could. Which, by the way, the Lakers offered Brandon Ingram. And a first round pick for Boogie, and their owner wanted Buddy Heald and Tyreek Evans instead. Ugh. <laughs> Trash. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you know, and I like I said, I get it. You 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 truly think you're going to be able to bring this guy back, but sometimes you just got to go. You know what? We got to get something and, and not risk losing him for nothing. Because that just that hurts. That hurts a lot. 
you know, but you, you mentioned Paul Statsny going over to Vegas. I think that was a fantastic pickup. The one issue that I could see kind of happening is that, you know, he instantly comes in as your line two center. They're not going to move William Carlson out of line one because you want Jonathan Marshall and Riley Smith out there. And he played so well with them. It's kind of like the Austin Matthews, John Tavares thing, where it's not a bad thing that you're playing line two. Evgeny Malkin's a line two center. It doesn't mean anything. It's just a depth chart. Um, But the one thing is, if they're going to put Statsney at two, I almost wonder what they're going to do now with Halla and Alex Tuck, the two former wild guys, because they played so well together that if you're going to keep Tuck and Thomas Tatar on your line two, and put Statsney there. Now you're splitting up Tuck and, and Halla. So that's that's just the one interesting thing that I'm curious to see how they'll play out. I don't know if a guy like Ryan Carpenter is good enough to play on line two. I don't know if you want to put Statsney on a line three. And a guy like Ryan Reeves needs to be your line four bruiser, and that's why you brought him back. So that that little jumping around with the line changes might be a little interesting to me. Uh, you know, also in the uh, the West, uh, Knights gave up. Um, let's see who they give up. Uh, bu- 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 uh, James Neal mm-hmm. uh, is signed with the Flames. What, what do you what do you think uh, that that does as far as uh, some of their forward depth goes? I think I think part of the reason they let him walk is because they were able to get Statsney. But I think this team instantly went from, you know, it was awesome having you, but look, we're not going to overpay you when we can get a guy that's younger. Or no, no, Statsy's older. Statsy's actually older, I think, by a year than Neil. But, I mean, it, it's close enough. But I guess if you're paying Statsy, and I think he might have got a little less than Neil got, that, that makes me think that they're going for something big where I still think that Eric Carlson deals in the works, and they want to save some of that money so they can offer him a long-term deal. Absolutely. Uh, also let uh, David Perrin walk, uh, obviously, from that uh, the left wing there, too. So uh, definitely freeing up some space as far as some of those talents go. Um, James Neal instantly moves into your line one right wing for, for Calgary, which is awesome. If I'm Calgary, I'm thoroughly excited that now my front line is James Neal, Sean Monahan, and Johnny Gaudreau. I mean, that is a sick front three. Um, now you're able to – to rock uh, Elias Lindholm, uh, Michael Backlund, and a Matthew Kachuk on line two. Sam Bennett can sit on line three with a guy like Froelich, probably. They they got a they got some depth. I think Calgary gets back into the playoffs. Uh, you know th- that would almost not surprise me. Uh, it's going to be a low seed for them. That's going to be the problem because the West is, like I said, very competitive. They're going to be very the, competitive. I think it's one of the two wild card spots over the Wild. Yeah. Oof. I, I always think about like uh when when they when they had um uh oh god who they have uh in goal when they had a Ginla and all they do is wreck us. Um, yeah. Nika Kiprasov? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was Kiprasov. Damn it. Yeah, they I mean they would wreck us and I I don't want to go back to the days where every time we play Calgary we get wrecked. Um right now every time we it seems like every time we get close to playing uh uh, the the Jets would get wrecked. So I, I think I don't want to go up north anymore is what's going to happen. You know, you know what I mean? Like, the Wilds' big move was they brought in Gag pa- uh, Greg Payern, uh, defenseman from Dallas. You know, he's he's probably a line three defenseman. Like, that was our big move. We brought in JT Brown, who was a stud with Tampa. But, you know, he moves in as probably a line four right wing with Felino and 
I don't know, Jordan Greenway or something. So yeah. we made moves, but they weren't like anything that we didn't make an impact in anything. Yeah, and, and the thing is, obviously, I think we but we still have Dumba uh, potentially to 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 resign. Uh, yeah, Colin Miller would have been a good uh, good pickup if that could have, if he could slip through as far as being restricted free agent goes. Um, there's still good defensemen as far as that goes on the board. Um, one thing that uh, kind of shocked me uh, and, and still again continue with that super strong West. Obviously, uh, you know Dowdy gets uh, gets his contract with the Kings, yes. but also the Kings, Kings picking up somebody, uh, some lesser known guy from the KHL, yeah. uh, Ilya, Ilya Kovalchuk. Man, what, what do you yeah. think? Yeah, I got an Ilya Kovalchuk uh, Atlanta Thrashers jersey in my closet still. Nice. That dude was tight. Ilya Farilla. He was so good. He said he's ready to come in and make an impact right off the bat. They're expecting him to. The talk is that he's coming in and he's going to be the starting right wing for uh, Anji Kopitar on that front line. They gave him good um, money. Three, three years, mm-hmm. 18.75. He's getting paid. He's 35, but he's not had a lot of a lot of beat on his body over the last couple of years. Um, you know, and a lot of people think, you know, oh, you know, they're just they're just quick skater kind of guys. This dude's 6'3", 227. He's a big cat. Yeah. And he's got a shot. I tell you what, by adding him to now, you can play Jeff Carter and Dustin Brown together on the second line. It's Him and Kopitar are going to be nasty together. And they really, they really are going to be terrible. That's, I mean, that's going to be, those are going to be, you know how we saw like Stamkos and Kucherov like in the top and scoring together. And then we saw like Krejci and Bergeron. Like it was a lot of groups that were, that were in the top 10 of scoring. Kopitar and Kovalchuk because Kopitar. Now he got that $11 million contract, uh, a $10 million deal, $11 million deal a couple of years ago. He's got to start living up to that even more. And, you know, if I remember right, he he didn't have a bad year by any means. Um, He had a good year last year, but, you know he's got to he's got to show out top five, and I think Kovalchuk is going to do that with him. I think they're going to be rough together. Uh, goaltender's still on the uh, on the uh, the docket here. We goaltender uh, class. You got. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know Carter uh, Carter Hooten Carter got Hutton. but picked uh, picked up by uh, the Sabers. Yeah, uh, he's going to replace he's... Robin Leonard. So that that'll be a, a solid go there. There's been lots of movement here. Uh, Bernier went uh, to the Red Wings from the Avalanche. Yep, which is a nice play of Jimmy Howard leaves. Uh, let's see. Uh, you know, looking at a couple still on the uh, uh, still open. Uh, obviously, uh, Robin Leonard from the Sabers, unrestricted free agent. Yep. Uh, yep. Got, they they let him walk. Yep, and then you still have obviously as far as restricted free agents go. I, saying, I, I look for the Jets to reel up them, but uh, Connor Hellebuck. Yep, he'll come back. He'll come back. I think it's just a matter of time. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing is you're still seeing a lot of names that are, that are probably going to be staying with their clubs. Um, and, and, Connor you know, I mean, I look. His, he pardon? got his qualifying. Connor Hellybook got his qualifying offer on the 25th. Yeah. So uh, I just don't understand so, it yet. But he got it. Yeah. So they, oh, they yeah. gave his, his contract. Um, let's see. The Blackhawks try to shore it up a little bit. Picked up Cam Ward off the, uh, from the Hurricanes. Uh, just a one-year deal, three million. That he's uh, Cam Ward's left Carolina. That blows my mind. 
uh, let's see what else. You know, still, still a lot of guys locally. Uh, Dumba still hasn't, uh, you know, got ours. We got Zook still on the block. What do you think is going to happen with those guys? I think they're going to keep Zucker. They're going to keep Zucker. Dumba, fifty-fifty. I'm not. Depending what the money is, you could take him or leave him. I just, you know, I I look at this Golden thing you talk about, and it still blows my mind that Cam Ward left. And I know they brought in Peter Morazic, which is which is. I don't know. I mean, Morazic's 36, too. Like, it's not like yeah. it's that great of a thing. So it was just, you know, and this ties back to the John Tavares thing. You know, one of, one of the big things they were talking about is we, we have bad goaltending. And Gar Snow said, we have an answer to fix the goaltending. And if he had an answer to fix the goaltending, at the time the guy they were talking to, that means they went to John Tavares and said, look, we're going to get a solid goaltender to help. We're going to sign Anton Kudobin. Like, that's your answer you're going to give your star? Anton Kudobin. I love Kudoba. <laughs> you know, give, give me the queso. Like, give me the queso. <laughs> it's just it's it's bad. You know, a lot of these good goaltenders are all locked up, and there's just it's it's a lot of weird moves. Connor, you know, um, Hutton was the big one who got money because he backed up so well in St. Louis when Allen went down, but. I mean, you look at Anton Kudobin, he signs a two-year deal with Dallas to be the backup. Yeah. So now he's backing up Ben Bishop, and that was the answer that they were giving John Tavares for their starter? Yeah. Come on. And and no, Yarrow Halak is, you know, got offers from about five other teams, not the Islanders. So it's like, where's the, what is their goaltending situation? I don't even know what the hell their goaltending situation is now that I talk. I'm talking. I'm talking my through the, myself through this, realizing like Thomas. I still have a lot of guys that they have not resigned yet. If you, you also want to talk defensemen, they still have Ryan Pollock who, who hasn't picked up his contract. You got Calvin DeHaan also. So that team, I don't know what the plan is for the Islanders. It's not not looking good though. Oh, it's 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 so weird what they're doing. I can't figure it out. I just can't figure out what they're doing. And this is why he walks. You know, for you know, Islanders fans wondering why your guy walked. This is why your guy walked. There you go. You know, Ryan Polak, you know, him and Brock Larson got their qual- – Brock Nelson got their got their qualifying offers on the 25th. But just like um, just like Connor Hellyabuck, haven't signed him yet. Hmm. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, things things can be rolling. Uh, pretty solid NHL free agency. Not quite as splashy, obviously, as the uh, as the NBA, but certainly <laughs> some some numbers to consider for the for the future here. Um, let's see. A- anything you want to outline uh, as far as uh, you know that maybe I missed uh, before throwing you the darts? I I think Toronto, like I said, instantly becomes better because of the moves they made. But it's it's just going to be so hard to beat those top-end teams. You know what I mean? Like, I just – I don't know if I can see how they can – how they can beat – Tampa's still Tampa. Like, I know I always back Tampa, but the proof's in the pudding. Look how good that team is. You know what I'm saying? And Washington just won the cup, you know? Yeah. Uh, Joe Thornton resigns with the Sharks too for another year, so he didn't walk. That was another big name that, but he he stayed. But I don't know. It's just 
it'll be interesting. And if you know, if they if if Matthews and Tavares can do damage like they could together, and we think they can, you know, all it takes is. All it takes is a hot goalie in a playoff series. Yeah, no, you are absolutely right. The hot goalie, I mean, it's it's such a every it always seems like a cliche, but at the same time, man, I mean, that's you know, how. If you got two hot goalies in a playoff series, that's where you need an impactful player to do something. And if you're putting out a line of you know Tavares on one line and Matthews on another, that's where the impact player gets the job done to help that hot goalie. That's the thing they got going for him. Hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Oh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Like I said, I know, you know, and as you outlined, it wasn't as big as the NBA, but the fact of a guy like John Tavares hitting free agency is just incredible to me. Like that doesn't happen. You're, you know, it's just, yeah, it's truly weird. I know we didn't talk about it last week. I, I ended up cutting out a little early. Um, I had a, a brief moment where somebody convinced me uh, that uh, Gary Bettman was a good GM. Do you want to take a couple minutes on that? Or not GM, yeah. but a good, uh, a good, I think obviously I'm making it. That to you. It was not actually, it was, it was not you, but you might've echoed some points at some point. Because um, I mentioned the Hall of Fame thing and, and uh that's when, when I remember we had said it, but go, yeah, go, let's, let's move into this. You know, uh, you know, I, I give him a lot of crap uh, on his inability to market these individual players. Um, however, there's been a lot of uh, good moves made since obviously he's became uh, the, the commissioner here. Uh, one, getting Minnesota back on the hockey two getting Winnipeg back into hockey, uh, you know, getting the, the, first professional team in Las Vegas. Those were three things that came right back to mind. Um, you know, uh, it, to, as far as my head, but then obviously expanding on the winter classic and those outdoor games, really capitalizing on that. There's been definitely some large attempts to make it a, a more of a global uh, or not global, but more than just a regional effort in some of these, uh, these hockey places, you know, they played, they played a dang, they played a game at Fenway park for Pete's sake. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he, he has marketed, but he just hasn't, he hasn't jumped on that individual, individual ability of it yet. And I still think there's points being missed, but damn it. I was convinced that he's actually a good, God, he's a good, uh, he's a good guy to have in the office. He, he look, I'll, I'll give you some numbers to actually back him up to. And, and I'll say this, this was one point Demetrius brought up when, when we talked about this last week, when this was announced was you know, when the NHL came back from the lockout, most most sports take a minute to try to recover from the lockout. The NHL came back and started posting their be- their best numbers. And we've seen since then, every year the NHL has the best numbers they've ever had. And they had those awesome commercials where, like, the wife comes in the room and she's like, hey, honey, why is Jeremy Roenick laying in our bed? And he's like, oh, he's just here to remind us that the NHL is back. Oh, okay. Nice. And she's like, Jeremy, can you get the light? And he's like, sure. And he takes his hockey stick and he breaks the light. Yeah. Or like Sidney Crosby gets out of the shower. And that's the thing is you got to get the guys that are actually playing. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. Well, this was 2006. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought this was like a current bit. No, this was after the lockout. Yeah. Yeah. This is after the lockout. 
So, you okay. know, at the time of the locker, yeah. So that's, yeah. How, that's why they were there to say to remind you that the league's back. Yeah. You're, you're smashing too much I, food, I think. I think, uh, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm looking at, like, the NBA. I look at, you know, you, you, you still get a lot of love on the individual side of things. Um, you know, I don't think there's an NHL mean tweets from Jimmy Kimmel, but I know there's, no. uh, <laughs> you know, I know, I know there's like eight NBA ones. Um, and, and one of the best ones I heard was today and it was just from a month ago where it's, <laughs> Oh my God, Charles Barkley reading a tweet where it said, it said Charles Barkley has some pancake bitties. If you know what I'm talking about, except it didn't say bitties and, uh, Jeez. Charles Barkley reads it and he's like, I know I don't. And if I did, I'd eat him. <laughs> but like, you know what so I mean? He, he, the, the personalities, man, there's, there's gotta be so much more than. That's where I'm going with this. He, he, he had the opportunity and he missed, he didn't take yeah. these opportunities. You know, we're seeing, we're seeing really good commercials come out with bridge, uh, you know, bridge. What are those tire, those bridge, 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 water tires. Yes, thank you. Bridgestone Tires with PK Subban with like the uh, like the scientists and stuff. Those aren't NHL. Those are those are a different company using NHL players. Yeah. So that's frustrating. But to defend him, you know, this is his 25th year. When he took over the NHL, there was 24 teams. We're at 31. Yep. NHL and here here's the the big kicker. NHL revenue sat at about 400 million dollars a year. Uh, this past season's expected annual uh, revenue is $4.54 billion. Yeah. Um, the NHL, so the NHL, what's that? Oh, no, yeah, you're right. I, I just think about that 30 for 30 with that, speaking of the Islanders, when the guy almost bought the team for like, it was only like $25 million or something stupid like that. <laughs> like, I don't well, know. NHL revenue have grown by an average of 10% every single year that he's been at the helm. Uh, and if you take that into account with three lockouts, that's impressive. By comparison, in from 93 until now, the NFL has, has grown at an 8.69% a year. So he, I know it's less money, but he's grown his sport more per year than the NFL has. Yeah. But he also was the the, the also, money's the thing though. Look how much all the, those teams are worth compared to, and obviously the roster size is the difference. But I mean, these it, it's the money game. Eight, eight, I, you can either have eight point five percent of a billion, or you can have ten percent of five hundred million. You know what I mean? What are you going to take? Well, of course, it, that's not that's not my point. My point is he's he's significantly growing a sport that people say isn't popular. That's true. I, I'll agree. I, st- I still wish he'd, he'd, he'd definitely do a little more on the personal touch because it would make a difference. He also, right now they got a team full of they got a team full of Joe Mowers and uh, and Justin uh, Justin Morneau's. What would they call him when when he won the 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 was it Josh Morneau? The guy got him wrong when he won the the dang home run competition. Something like that, yeah. You know, like they they, they got a bunch of they got a bunch of things that no, nobody knows about, and that, and that's the thing is these guys are really talented, really fun to watch, and uh, and and they're not getting they're not getting the shine that they deserve uh, on the level they deserve. Yeah. Now I'm getting mad at them again, and I just I just came to give them some props. Damn it! <laughs> I love you, Ben. Trying to sit on you. I had a whole list. You keep cutting me off. Killing me. I, I, I can't help it. So anyway, that's our Batman talk. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my. 
It's okay. I'll just mute you next time when I need to say something. Good God Almighty. Um, let's take our last break. When we come back, what do we got? World Cup, World Cup left, and uh, for some other random uh, tit for tat type uh, news and rumors. We've got about 20 minutes left in the show, so we'll definitely get to that World Cup, though, talk about that round of 16. We do have a new get-to-know-him to play as well when we get back, so we're right back to Sportscast Radio. Missing out on an awesome Uh-oh. show sucks. SeatGeek is an app that lets you track your favorite artists and notifies you when they announce new shows nearby. You can even connect your favorite music services so that you never miss out again. SeatGeek. The smart way to buy tickets. Fan of pro wrestling like we are? Yes! We got you covered. Yes! From WWE, yes! New Japan, yes! Ring of Honor, yes! Impact, Lucha yes! Underground, yes! All Japan, and yes! more. We're talking yes! the highs and lows in pro yes! wrestling. Heck, yes! we're even giving you people yes! from the Okadas and Omega. We're even yes! talking the Bone Soldiers yes! and Enzo Amoris. No! Sorry, Daniel. We'll stick to guys like this. Ryan Cook here, and you can check me out along with my co-host Alex Mello each Monday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the Strong Style Media Network. Okay, I'm going to get that jersey for Steven. Oh, that Michigan sweatshirt is perfect for Susie. Ryan is going to love this hat. Fanatics.com has great gifts for all the sports fans in your life. Go to Fanatics.com right now and get free shipping and up to 10% cash back on absolutely everything. Every sport, every team. Fanatics.com, where sports fans shop. Calling all fight fans worldwide. My name is Elijah McNeil, and I'm one half of the best boxing podcast on the net. The one and only Standing Account Radio. Do you like hard-hitting commentary, analysis, and banter? Tune in on Sundays at 10 p.m. with my co-host, Ryan the Technical Legend Cook, and I break it down. That's Standing Account Radio, 10 p.m. Sundays, Strong Style Media. Alexa, call Ashley. Yeah, it's about time you call that girl. No, no, no. He just talked to that girl two hours ago. You got to let love marinate. Put love in that bag. To marinate. Mmm, love going to be in that bag like, mm, I can't wait to talk to him tomorrow. What? And then after it marinates, no, no. you're going to pull it out. Jamie, who's Alexa? Say it. Say it, Jamie. You Alexa. That's right. I'm Alexa. Thanks, guys, but I'll take it from here. Polo to the float out. You already know though. It's Adamville for real. You see your hoe just take a photo. I'm repping ass on photo with a fofo on your bro though. Cause that Jodo thought that he could rob a player for some Jodo. Oh man, we're going back to back. I, on on I that couldn't, track. I didn't. I thought it. I thought it uploaded. Uh, it was going to be. I'll tell you what it was going to be because it was going to be three songs from 1996. And this one <laughs> that's been... you're Mr. 96. 
Yeah. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and they all dealt with uh, free agency in some way. Uh, and actually that one was going to be, going to be one Tracy Chapman. Uh, give me one reason to stay here. <laughs> and I'll turn back around. Now, to be fair, I was pretty hyped when I heard Bolo to the photo once again. Yeah, oh, dude, that, that, I'm not going to lie. Like, that might be, you, you, we should just keep that one on there. Uh, yeah, because... that's one of those ones where it's just like, well, that's okay. Yeah, no, that one, that one felt good. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm over here just, over here starting to work, work out the arms a little bit. Like, whew. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to pull this. What is this? That's not what my thing is. Um, how do I? How do I log in? Dang it. I'm trying something on my computer here. <laughs> here we go. Let's, let's go to my uh my or purchase history. I think that's what I want. Why is it this isn't this is not real life. It will not I don't I don't remember what my password was that I just made for this uh account. <laughs> so now I'm like Man. Way, way to kill it right there, Ryan. Way to, way to kill it. Hello? Cook. He just he did kill it. So, uh, I was actually just bruising uh, through the boxing news. Uh, obviously, we did not have a standing eight count last night with uh, on the Strong Style Media Network and just kind of seeing what's going on. Uh, obviously, lots of uh, talk, and I'm sure we, the boys will be getting into it next week on the uh, standing eight count, talking about the Wilder and Joshua pullout uh, situation as far as that goes. Uh, let's see. It looks like uh, about an hour ago, it looks like Pacquiao and Matisse is 100% going to be going. Uh, this according to ESPN. Um so that's kind of some good news as far as uh, as far as things go. Uh, if you're a big boxing fan and you want to see Pacquiao, Matisse obviously a pretty solid fighter in his own. So it'd be pretty interesting to see what happens there. Um, let's see what else do we got for some random news here. Uh, Four hundred thousand views uh, at the peak during the um, during the the Christina Hammer card with uh, Clarissa Shields mainlining it. Uh, and it, obviously winning her fourth belt in, I think, six fights, kind of a big deal. Jeez. See, Yo. that's, why I don't, that's why I don't web search when I'm on blog talk is because blog talk, like, gets, gets jealous like another, like a woman, like you're cheating on them, and they just kick your ass off. So that's yeah, every okay. time to me. <laughs> I was giving some boxing rundown, so it's all good because that was uh, the only thing I had up at the time, so... Uh, we we filled we filled some airspace. I was worried for you though. So man, uh, <laughs> talk about what you guys will be talking about uh, maybe a little bit here as far as uh, next uh, standing eight count. I was I was trying to look because apparently my LeBron James jersey is officially shipped today, and I was trying to look at the tracking number. <laughs> I got that ordered quickly. Um, also, uh, breaking news for those of you who aren't paying attention. Um, uh, Jordan, if you could be so kind as to pull up uh, ESPN.com for me. Let me know up. when you get there. Uh, click on the scores tab. The scores? Yes. Uh, which, uh, which score? Uh, we'll, uh, we'll go the MLB. The Balabis. Uh, are you talking about your Dodgers? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, uh, the over and under on this game is, uh, is 18 and a half, so it's still not there yet. <laughs> 
Well, in the midst of me getting kicked off, they scored another run. It is now 17-1 to 1 in the sixth inning. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, also, uh, since, uh, guys, since that slide they had, man, they have been killing it, bro. Yeah. They, you know, and I know his bat hasn't been as good as it normally is, but literally when they got Justin Turner back, it helped. It fixed everything because he's such a good leader. You know, he got everybody going. Max Muncie comes up and just starts killing it to the point they got to keep him in that lineup. And now, because Seager, we know, is gone all year, there's a hole at shortstop. With how good this team is playing, they're playing so, you know, what's nice is they're playing good enough that they don't have to rush these pitchers back that are hurt. They don't have to rush Kershaw back. They can ease them back in again. That was the beauty of last year. Usually they rush them back and it doesn't work. Last year they coasted them in. They go to the World Series. This year they can coast them back in because of how well they're playing. There's talks because Baltimore, what's it? Oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're climbing right back up, only two games back on the Diamondbacks. So, um, and I think they had a couple games in hand here, too. So, There's, there's talk that because they don't think they're going to sign them, the Dodgers may make a play in the next couple weeks before the deadline and get Manny Machado. Oof. And then, then, you, then you decide, do we want to keep Machado and move Seager to second and keep Machado and let a guy like Kershaw walk? Or do we bring back Kershaw and let Machado just walk because Seager's healthy? Either way, you know, the team's proving that they can win again. You know, if if I'm playing them, I don't want to play this team with these bats. Matt Kemp's like four for four tonight. Like, this dude's an all-star. And he came back as a salary dump. (laughs) And, you know, this is a guy that they thought was going to get waived, and now he's their everyday left fielder or center fielder. No, I think he's playing left. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's insane that th- these guys are doing it again. And if you get to bring in Manny Machado, you're making another World Series run. Now, now you say that. Now, here's my question to you. And, and obviously, we'll, we'll do a nice little baseball breakdown uh, a little closer to the All-Star break here coming up soon. Um, you know, looking at the American League, you've got the Astros, Yankees, and Red Sox. Uh, also, the Mariners, all 50-plus game winners. There's not one fifty plus game winner in the NL yet. Um, well, advantage is, is if those are your four teams, three of them are going to get knocked out. Yeah, obviously, two. You know, uh, the the Mariners, Astros, uh, you know, and the Yankees, Red Sox. Like one of those teams are going to be a well, two of those teams are going to be wild card teams. The the Mariners have also had a privilege of playing a lot of games against the AL Central, where and there's only one team over 500 in that yeah. conference, that division. So that doesn't help a lot, too. I mean, those are there's some bad teams in there. Yeah. Um, and obviously the Yankees and Red Sox have, have had, you know, getting to beat up on the worst team in baseball in Baltimore, which is why they're not going to be keeping Manny Machado probably. But they've also beat up on Toronto and Tampa as well. But I will say the one thing, too, if you compare the, you know, the National League to the American League, you know, the, the, the National League, their worst teams aren't as bad. I mean, the other – you look at the Central, there's two teams without 30 wins. There's one team in the East without 30 wins. Yeah. The yeah. Twins are only the, the, the highs are higher, the lows are lower. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, they're, and, and because there's not been much there's, – there's not really much interleague yet, 
they've been playing these bad teams. So I think that needs to be taken a little into consideration. Now, I don't discredit any of these guys. Houston's the defending champs. They deserve to be there. They're tremendous. Whatever each hero is doing as as the team ambassador, just sitting in the club. Like, did you see the other day? This should have been a spit take, but we um I forgot. They wouldn't let him sit in the in the in the dugout with the, with the players, and yeah. you know, ref said that's not legal because he's now he's that you know whatever you know whatever he is to the team now. So he put on this like fake mustache and these weird sunglasses and snuck <laughs> into the dugout, and the umpires never noticed him. And it, it was about it was it was just ridiculously odd. You knew who he was if you saw him, but they never noticed him. Yeah, that that's hilarious. Uh, I it makes me laugh. Um, the the thing about the Mariners that really kind of intrigues me though is the fact that uh, they're uh, they're they have like thirty one one victories, like something stupid like that. And they got another one last night. Yeah, against the twenty five win Royals. Yeah, but I mean, still, you you know, you're 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 winning games where realistically one hit can can you can lose it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they're they're look, not making the mistakes. They're 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 getting um, enough to win, and they're not making them. So so look at this. They're on a they won they three wins against KC right in a row. Then they won yeah. four straight against Baltimore. But if you go before that, they have a series with Boston, a series with New York, and another series with Boston. Loss win loss 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 win win loss. That's true. They're not beating good teams. You know they play uh, Tampa they, Bay. Uh, they play Tampa Bay four four out of nine games to start the month. Win, 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 loss, win. So I mean, they're they're beating the teams they're supposed to, but they've played so many bad teams that you know they beat the Twins, they beat the Tigers, you know they beat they they took four from the Tigers, then they played the Twins again, beat us four games, then they played Oakland five times. So Seattle's played some whack ass teams so far. Yeah, well, you know, even even on that stretch you you, you said with the Red Sox, obviously uh, at home there they did they take two out of uh, two out of the two four. Out of four. Uh, yeah. You know, so they're you know? they're three out of seven. That, that, that's respectable against a team that uh, that realistically, especially uh, going on the road, and they they also uh, had the game where it was like twenty four runs scored between them. Uh, you know, they they've definitely had um, you know some good opportunities there. So I'm not I'm not saying they're, they go ahead and crown them. Obviously, they're they're behind for a reason. You have some very valid points, but they're definitely a, a serviceable team that are getting it, that's getting it done too. And I'm, I don't mean to dog them. Like I'm not trying to dog them. I'm just looking. No, at like, no, you're not. You're good. You look at you look at they play. You know their first series they played two with Houston. They lost three or four, and they were at home. Yeah. So it's it'll be interesting to see as it goes farther into the summer here. When you, okay, so now you know let's look at their stretch. They have three in L.A. They have six against the the Rockies. Three are in Kansas City. They play two against San Fran. Then they get three more in L.A. again, and then they got another series with the with the Astros. This is a tough month. Yeah, you look at August, this, this they play. Be, it'll be a good test home. month for them, to be honest. Yeah, you know they got four home against Toronto in August. Then they go on the road to play six. They play nine straight on the road. Three against Texas. Three against Houston. And three against Oakland, which should be wins. But then after that, they come home and they have to play the Dodgers and Astros and then go on the road to play the Diamondbacks. That's, that's, that's a tough stretch home or away. Um, so it'll be interesting, though. It, it's, you know, with the point you brought up, it's going to make me pay more attention to them. I'll say that. Because now I'm go. intrigued to see what happens after we talked about it. 
Yeah, absolutely. It, it'll be interesting. It's 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 honestly it's one of the more exciting times. The the second half of the season is what, in my opinion, matters in baseball. Um, and uh, you know, you'll either start creating that separation, or you're gonna you're gonna see some people make moves, and that's when when you know things start to start to happen. And that's where they're going to need to make separation because they're going into the, the tough part of the schedule that should be, should be tough, but we'll see what happens. Um, I want to talk a couple minutes of World Cup here before we get off. Let's do it. Sunday, July 1st, we had two games that went to penalty kicks. Both games were 1-1. Russia, 4-3 in penalties, defeats Spain – the home team is now in the final eight. It's incredible to think that. Uh, Russia looks good. Spain just looked old. And I think that's part of the reason they got beat. We talked about how good Spain was going to be. But, you know, Russia was a team that we didn't give a lot of praise to, I don't think. No. And they're in the final eight. Then we moved to Croatia, who is playing Denmark and I'm watching this game and Matthias Jorgensen scores in 58 seconds to give Denmark the lead. I could not believe this. Um, Mario Mandzukic scores in the fourth minute to immediately tie the game. And then we go the whole game with nothing. Finally with like, I think it was the 114th minute. They somehow get the ball and they get a breakaway. Croatia does. And there's a penalty in the box. So what happens? Um, but Luka Modric, who has been the MVP of this tournament, gets a penalty kick with five minutes left, and he gets stopped. And the emotion when he got stopped, I mean, the, the goalie didn't get up. He just laid on the ground holding that ball because he couldn't believe he stopped it. It was incredible. I mean, I was just off my seat going nuts. They go to penalty kicks. Um, both players miss the start. Then both score. Both score again. Modric has another chance. Both get stopped again. Denmark gets, or, and then, then Croatia shoots. Uh, Redikic gets his shot. And then the goalie on Croatia dives on the last shot, misses the ball, but somehow, like, Ninjitsu moves his leg while he's in midair to up kick it away from the net, and they win four th- or three two on penalties. It was incredible. Amazing. It Amazing. was I couldn't believe. I'm texting somebody watching it, and I mean, <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. Those two games that I'm going well. What's that? Oh, I was going to say you touched on the uh, the the home team obviously making the eight. Uh, there's something special about the eights in regards to these uh, these host teams. Uh, 1978 host team Argentina uh, in the host country takes on Netherlands, wins three to one. Twenty years later, 1998 France in France beats Brazil three nil. 2018, 20 years later, we got Russia in the final eight in Russia. And who is who is Russia's dragons? They play Croatia, right? Uh, let me pull that up. They do play Croatia. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, obviously, tomorrow, Sweden plays Switzerland, and then Colombia plays England, and then... Harry Kane! <laughs> <laughs> which, which, then we get the two, you know, Russia plays Croatia, 
will get the quarterfinal seven against the quarterfinal eight. And then obviously Uruguay, Uruguay plays France. Um, Saturday's games too, not like trying to trying to say a lot. Uh, Portugal gets beat two to one by Uruguay. A lot of people were crap on Edison Cavani. He scores two goals for Uruguay and gets the victory over Portugal. Uh, Ronaldo Nord, we found Pepe did get one, but it wasn't as close as it looked. Uh, then France, uh, Gris, uh, Griezmann gets one on a penalty. Mbappe puts in two and Pavard scores. Uh, Diamaro scores, Mercado scores, and Sergio Aguayo gets one in the third minute of extra time. Wasn't enough. No Messi to be found. So those games happen. Obviously, today yeah. we touched on the Brazil-Mexico game with Neymar scoring, and uh, Firmino gets one in the 88th minute. But I tell you what, the game of this tournament for me is the team that I have been harping on the whole time, Jordan. You know what I'm talking about, Belgium. They go into halftime tied 0-0. Haraguchi scores three minutes into the second half, and then Inouye gets one like seven minutes into the second half. Now Belgium's immediately down 2-0. They've taken 12 shots, and I think only two of them have gone on net. Uh, Lukaku gets a header sent up front that's a wide-open goal, and he heads it too far to the left and completely misses. And I'm losing my mind. I'm like, oh, my God, Belgium's going to lose, and I'm going to eat crow about my talk. Uh, then Vertogen gets one, heads it in, they score the goal, and then Fellaini, in the most awkward header I've ever seen from – this ball's in the air for like 10 seconds. It was kicked so high in the air by the Japan guy. He tried to clear it, but it just – I mean, it literally looked like a punt. Um, and then – on his on his way down, he pulls off the header, and this it was like a bend it bend it like Beckham header that sneaks into the net. I've never seen anything like it. It was incredible, and then yeah. just like that, they're in the the ninetieth minute. They're giving them four minutes of extra time, so uh, Japan is doing their their proverbial. You know, they're going to give that. One last rush where they, they're going to fly down the court, or I almost said court, head down the field, try to get that one last shot on to see what potentially could happen um, and do something that, that wasn't anything crazy. They get the cross on, but Thibaut Courtois intercepts the cross, takes it, rolls it to his forwards, and they come straight down the field. They get past center field, so now it's basically once this possession changes, we go to extra time. The pass gets centered to a wide-open Lukaku, who fakes to accept the pass to draw the two defenders and just lets his foot leave the ball to a wide-open player who buries it with 15 seconds left, and Belgium gets the victory. It was incredible. I just... Mm. This World Cup has been ridiculous. I cannot wait to see what happens. Friday, I think, is the 1 o'clock game is Belgium and Brazil. I'm going to have to tape it because I work. Oh, my God. I can't wait, dude. I can't wait. Yeah, that's going to be a been... sweet matchup. All the next round matchups are awesome when you when you look at them on paper. Belgium-Brazil uh, Belgium, is going to be fantastic. France oh. definitely has a shot to go all the way here as far as Yeah, the France and Uruguay. Team. And then, uh, obviously, you know, England, uh, England, Columbia is no slouch tomorrow even. You don't know who's going to come out of that. And uh, Switzerland-Sweden should be a great head-up match. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, Russia and Croatia, 
play the the last round of eight game. Obviously, they're saving that for last because it's Russia, you know. And like you said, we get we get the two winners tomorrow playing each other. I mean, Sweden comes in, and they're better than they were with Ibra. They don't have Ibrahimovic, and they're better. So, I had cast them aside and said I didn't think they were going to do anything, and they're in the round of eight. So it's. It's insane. It's incredible. I cannot wait for these games. Like I said, I got to figure out, or I'm going to go into work early on Friday and leave so I can get home, or I'm going to take like a two-hour lunch break and watch this game. I don't know what I'm going to (laughs) do. I just, I have to watch this Belgium Brazil game. I have to watch it. Um, We're going to sign off here. Uh, Tomorrow night, 10 o'clock, we will be doing the one and only WrestleCast Radio. I'm excited. Alex was at Raw tonight. I feel bad for him. I hope he uh, enjoyed himself enough. Uh, I probably wouldn't have, but that's okay. Uh, I still have to watch Raw last week. But uh, we're going to leave you. Nick Hagberg, drop another get to know him, and we will catch you all on the flip side. Have a good one, ladies and gentlemen. With NBA free agency taking over the world of sports this past weekend, a lot of teams are desperate to find players to fill out their rosters. One of these teams is the Houston Rockets, who lost a key role player in Trevor Ariza, and potentially another in Quinn Capella. With this in mind, they need some help, and a potential flyer they have taken is a guard named DeAnthony Melton. I mentioned Melton as he was taken with pick number 46 in this year's draft, and is another player who has first-round talent, but was hurt by a corruption case involving bribery, where he was the subject of being influenced to sign with a certain agent while he was still in school. An unfortunate circumstance that forced him to sit out at USC last season after a promising freshman year two years ago. If he can somehow find his footing again, the Rockets could have a solid, inexpensive bench player that has room to develop. He's been credited as being a solid defender, but has issues offensively. However, under Mike D'Antoni's system, Melton could show the league why he was once thought of as a potential top 20 selection and will be a player to watch in the summer league.